Welcome to Sketchy Ideas Live Point Counterpoint Video Podcast, where we illustrate and debate ideas surrounding leadership, business, personal achievement, and TPS reports in a way that may make you think twice before you implement that new idea you just learned all about on the internet. Hi, I'm Michael Rampola. And I am Brad James. Brad, did you and get the memo? about those cover sheets. And about did, those did, cover did you get the memo about the, the cover report. sheets? I'll, 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 I'll send you the memo. Um, today, All it's right. episode 93 of Sketchy Ideas, which we're calling No More Bad Meetings. How to find more time and get more done by design. But first, before we get into that, let's get a word from our sponsor. Brad, over to you. Hey, friends. Uh, it is now the end of May. We're coming up on Memorial Day. Uh, marketing is one of those things you need to make sure you have a plan and a strategy for. Strategy is broken up into goals, messaging, and then de delivery of tactics and those methods. If you do not have those things, if you're struggling to put those together, if you need a sounding board, do me a favor, reach out to my friends over at Cream City Marketing. They help me and help us with a lot of that. So email Aaron at creamcitymarketing.com and schedule some time. Back to you. All right, thank you. Um, I wanna take a, a moment today to put in a plug for an organization I've been involved with for quite some time and I'm really passionate about it's called WASC, uh, Wisconsin Association of School Councils, but don't let the name fool you. This is an organization that is all about developing leaders, better leaders in students. Um, I participated in this program when I was a student, middle school and high school, been involved with the organization ever since. And the thing I want you to know is that this is the kind of an experience that's really hard to describe, but absolutely life changing. When I was um uh, when I was a student, I, I went there and I said, I don't know what this is all about, but all my friends are going. And then I've been around ever since I the first time I ever went to middle school. Um, and I'm now a, a part of a, one of the levels, uh, leadership leadership organization, one of the levels. Why does this matter? This is the kind of experience where Brad said, I need to just tell the story this way. So I'm going to do what Brad says because Brad's, Brad's always right. Um, this is the kind of experience where when the students show up on the first day of camp, they're not sure what it's all about. And some of them don't even want to be there. By the time they're going home on the last day, they don't want to leave, and they've made they've made lifelong friends from across the state. People that I've known since middle school, I have known them because of this organization, and I have formed those same bonds. I want to create those same bonds for as many students as possible. That's why I'm taking a moment today to, to promote the WASC. Very easy to get registered for this leadership camp experience. There's two different weeks happening this summer, one for senior high, one for junior high. Go to WASC.org. For more information, and if you ever want to just ask about it, you know, reach reach out to me directly. You guys know I'm available. Um, I can't say enough about what this does for developing leaders in students. And if you want your kids to be able to say, "Yeah, I went to leadership camp um, and learned all about those things that that big important corporate people learn about um, in leadership development programs," but I learned them in middle school and high school. You want to give your kids a leg up? Uh, this is a great way to do it. So there's my very off the cuff, and it could have been better, but I think you got it promo for the WAC leadership camps. Love to have as many students as possible join us this summer. All right. There's my promo. I think we're back. Me we are. I want to say one more thing on that. I want to, I want to say one yeah. more thing. If, if you are struggling to get your kid to have that type of experience, maybe they're not great at sports. Maybe they're not into music. Maybe they're not into one of those things that are typical extracurricular activities where they're learning those things. This is the type of thing that is an alternative to it for kids in junior and senior high. I think 
I think the sooner kids start learning those skills and defining them for themselves, the better they will be at communicating those things and be better at it further on in life. So, so I just wanted to throw it out there because thank uh, you. Look at how Michael turned out, right? I mean, right? Well, wait, is that uh, that that's still an endorsement, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we've. Uh, yeah. If if you if you're a, if you're a coach, send us your captains. If you're a a club or an after school yeah. leader, send us your president, your vice president. Yeah. You'll have better leadership. Speaking of by design, by design because of the skills that will will help develop in them, and then all of those core skills that they bring to being great at what they're great at already, are obviously just that much more enhanced. Um, yep. All right. Let's do it. So let's transition. Let's talk about. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, I I, I appreciate sure. you. Yeah, yeah I, I said, hey, we uh, we should really do a plug on this today. And I obviously prepared well in advance. So thank you <laughs> for the support. <laughs> all right, folks, thanks for joining us again. This is episode 93 in which Brad and Michael explore all the sketchy ideas related to avoiding bad memes. And that doesn't just mean like turning off your Zoom camera um, or you know pretending you're sick. That's not the way to avoid bad memes. The way to avoid bad meetings is to eliminate their existence in the first place. How many of you have had that experience? You show up to a meeting and you feel like you just wasted an hour of your time. Mike, I got to get a foot in here. I mean, come on, right? An hour if I'm lucky. Yeah, I mean, and, and if it you're a business owner, how expensive is that, right? Like, Ooh. think about how expensive that is. <laughs> well, I, I mean, calculate the cost, right? So we've got the cost of everybody's salaries for an hour, right? That it was there. Um, yep. Probably a little bit of preparation in advance. Um, also, let's add in um, opportunity costs, what they could be doing with their time that might be more effective, efficient, you know, uh, making an impact to the bottom line. At the, yeah, at the, at the very least, you're, you've got an investment of that time. I would easily add to that opportunity costs that could be done, be spent doing something else. And I'm going to triple that by saying, and if you didn't get the outcome accomplished that the meeting was designed to do, we've got that other issue as well, because now we've got time burn churn because we didn't actually get done what we came to the meeting to do, um, which happens mm -hmm. with, whether it's a cadenced meeting or an ad hoc meeting, oftentimes those meetings don't actually move the ball forward, which is what you should do if you're going to invest that many people's time and money. Right. That's not just a personal opinion, yeah. right? Like that's, I feel like that's good business sense. Yeah. I, 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 I think if, if you're an organization that's struggling with meetings and this happens, this, I've seen this in physical world before pre-COVID, and I see it in digital world, right? Where now you're just getting together for the sake of getting together. Right. That's important, but it's without intention. And I think that there's 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 a great word because you, there was a reason you called the meeting, right? There was a reason you said we should meet. I, I would assume again, and, or there was a reason that we said we should meet on a regular basis. In either case, there was an intention behind that initial request or idea, right? Now, what happens if that intention doesn't get accomplished? Did I even check to make sure that the intention got accomplished? Or did I just say, hey, we had the meeting? Check. Like, is 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 the holding of the meeting the accomplishment of the meeting? And I'm going to say no, it's not. But too often, that's the success of the meeting is in its is in its existence and its presence for a period of time, but not in its actual productivity. And that's a yes. missed opportunity, if not worse. Totally is. Totally is. So it so happens been, by default, been, I think more often than not. So I, I like default yeah. versus intention, right? Intention yeah. beats default. 
So how do we design better means by intention, Brad, and get out of these default <clears throat> to twatty um, type meetings? Well, I I am a person where if we go into a meeting, the first question I ask is why are we having this meeting? That's, that's the question. Either to myself or to the group. Um, <laughs> sometimes out loud, sometimes to myself. Yeah. Correct. Um, and I began to do this beforehand. If I feel like there isn't a purpose to having a scheduled meeting, which often happens as well, because it's a regular thing. Now I believe in cadence. So I believe in cadence of meetings and having them. The challenge is, is, is if you are in an organization that's moving fast and you're only using your meetings for updates, which is typically the default premise of meetings. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's really hard even now to get out of that. Um, you got to work at it, and it's a cultural thing, especially where where you don't have the systems or pieces in place to give people updates regularly. So, I I use I use meetings um, because it's still very difficult with systems and processes to keep everybody updated on everything because they don't have everybody's working and they're not paying attention to everything else. And so then they have to go and reflect on anything else. So with intention, you have to think about, I, I always start with what is, I guess, I guess, intention goal of that meeting. And then you have to get context prior to the intention. You have to lay out the intention and then you have to figure out steps of discussion and then leave with next steps, right? At, at the base root, that's how I go into meetings. Um, now, I know there are better ways to do this, but those are the big questions, right? So why are we here? What is the context? What needs to be discussed? And then what are the next steps? Those are the four questions I use. I'm going I'm to add I'm flex your number three to discussed and or decided. That's, yeah, good point. Because that, I think, is, again, well, let me go back to, and then, oh, yeah, what's our next step? or steps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And typically and, those are actions. And typically right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See also action items with, and I think this is actually, I know this is really key, action items with accountability or with responsibility. Not only what yeah, is getting done, but by when and by who. Yep. What's our next steps? We should meet again. That's not an action item. We should meet again is not an action item. <laughs> Never an action for the, item. For the record. Um, and I think... Well, so my favorite, my favorite yeah. is, 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 the, is the crickets when you ask the question. Yeah, it, there should be... Yeah. yeah. And again, if, that, if, any, if the answer to any of these is not obvious, it needs to become obvious. And if the, you don't like the answer, the result might not equal meeting. And I, and, and I put that in here under number one. Why are we having this meeting? Or should we be, another way to ask the same question, should we be having this meeting? Should we be having a meeting? Mm -hmm. Because depend, and I think actually this question really goes about, connects back to decided, discussed. If there's no discussion, if there's no decision, then what we need to do does not involve synchronous voices. Let me clarify yeah. what I mean by that. Synchronous voices means we need to get into a, an active dialogue a decision needs to be made collectively at the same time, synchronous at the same time. Asynchronous can be happening at different times as long as it all happens. Asynchronous mm -hmm. is information share, um, voting, 
without discussion, right? Anything where I can get everybody's input, but it doesn't need to happen simultaneously, doesn't necessarily need to be a meeting. Back in right. the day when when virtual first became a thing and it was really just webinars or everything was a bad webinar and it was, I'm going to send you the PowerPoint in advance. Then I'm going to show the you the PowerPoint slides. The teleconference. Thank tele you. The teleconference. It even had a fancy name. The big phone in the middle. Telephone conference. You put a slideshow up and click on a telephone. Click next, please. Click next we to get, the next slide, yeah. please. Next slide, please. Are you on slide 12? No, we're on slide 10. We're on 13. Yeah, next slide, please. <laughs> oh, the next, the day of the next slide, please. Um, why? Because, uh, and it, it's interesting because it actually highlighted that those didn't need to be meetings in the first place. But you put, you take a, 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 a standard meeting and you turn it into a teleconference and the gaps are really highlighted about did this need to be a meeting? Could you have sent me the deck in advance? Could I have, could you have given me a one page? Did it need to be a deck? Could it have been a one pager talking point? Could it be, love, can, can, love could it be a memo? Brad does love a good one pager. Brad, Brad, Brad thinks, I think Brad thinks in one pagers in all honesty. Like, I, it, can I, I boil do. this down do. to eight and a half by yeah. 11 inches of white space? Wonder, what? I, oh, I don't have the book in here. You have a book on how so to do a, a one pager? Why. Of course you do. Yeah, well, there's a reason why. The reason why is because the, if the one pager, right, if you're trying to get decisions made, people can't handle an influx of information in order to make decisions. And so I say, hey, if like, for example, and this ties into this, an agenda, an agenda should never be more than one page. If it's more than one page, that's not a meeting. That's a, a that's a day long <laughs> workshop. Um, and even even then, when you talk about why are we having this? The minute you get past five bullet points is the minute you probably need to just plan to have another, at least one more conversation. And maybe you need to prioritize. Typically, three is, three is enough. Five is like the max. Yeah, yeah I would. I three ideal. Absolutely. Three is a sweet spot. And I feel and that there. Right. And if. Okay, so let's let's say we've gotten through because we can keep going and talk about why this all breaks. But let's let's make it better. Let's assume that we figured out why we're having the meeting and we've got ideally three, maximum five things on the agenda, all of which yep. should be discussions or decisions, synchronous items. Yes. And if they're well, somebody's going to say, well, but I need to explain something to somebody in advance. That might be true. That goes into the context, which is information you send out in advance. Yes. Or if you have to do it in the meeting, you're boiling it down to three sentences or less. Three sentences, you, you get a minute, like on the clock. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, yeah, it, what it forces you to do, if you're the presenter, you, you get one minute, you're on the clock. It forces me, like I did not do today, to really boil down your message to the most important points, to a good logical flow, lead with the most important stuff. And that is also what makes a good meeting design is a shorter meeting. The constraint of a shorter meeting forces you to limit the focus and forces you to preload information and enables it you then to maximize. To there's an item of just walking like, why are we having this meeting? It's not my calendar. I'm here. What we, so what so ask on? Nicole. Nicole Nicole's been moving a lot of meetings off my my uh, calendar on Mondays these days. Oh, the value. I come in and I go, do we need to have this this week? Is there anything new? 
And she messaged, I don't know if you've seen the chat. She said, sometimes we just miss you. That's very sweet of you. Thank you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's not a meeting. And that's just a, that's just a, <laughs> we can do those. You just got to yeah. say that. Then we'll just keep it short. We'll crank, you know, we'll, we'll do our catch up time and we'll, we'll keep rolling. I, I just think the reason why this isn't so, is so important to me is because I am personally, for those of you, if you're struggling with this, if you're going, you're looking at your calendar and if it looks anything like mine, one, you're going to terrify the people you work with and help manage your calendar. <coughs> cough, cough. Uh, so I try to now manage time a little better because if all you're doing is having meetings, you're not actually getting stuff done. And I think I think this is this is a skill that, like for me, Michael, I'm trying to figure out this year mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that balance between having meetings and moving moving deliverables and action items forward. Right. Um, the most highly productive people, if you look at what they do, about 60% of their day is spent intensively on work that they have to get done. And that's increased now because it's no longer the age of where they used, used to be able to delegate all the work and just sit in meetings. Yep. I, I, I have mentors who told me, yeah, all I did was sit in meetings and I sent it off and somebody cranked it out on the back end. Well, it doesn't work that way anymore. No. You know, no. Because, because those systems are more complicated. There's more customization. There's more options. There's more tools. There's more everything. Yep. And so if you're struggling with this, 60% is the metric you should be shooting for in your day of work versus 40% of meetings or, or like cooperative, collaborative time. Um, that's just, and, and again, that's those, you can see different stats. Some say two thirds of the day, some say 50%, but you're looking at right around that a range of time because otherwise you just sit in meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. And all of a sudden you see this bottleneck system happening, which is again, another thing yeah. that happens if you are in this position. Exactly. So if we've done a good job of identifying our priorities, I'm going to add one other thing. If you figure out the, the few, the three to five, right? Take the time to identify the number one. Mm -hmm. Take the time to identify the number one and put it as the number one thing. Brad, how often have you been in a meeting where most of it was updates and you get to the end of the meeting and the important discussion is now about to happen with seven minutes to go. <laughs> now, now, now there's, well, there's not a lot of time left, but let's talk about the most important thing and the reason we're all here. But first, let me give you some context. Yeah. That's, now, we need yeah. to make a decision Sorry. on this today because there's yeah. a deadline. Hopefully, we can get it done in the next, well, it's not three and a half. I got to go. I got another meeting stacked back to back to this one. Yep. Uh-huh. You do, but you shouldn't. So let's go back. So if I put the most important thing first, what it'll mm -hmm. often show me, let, okay, let's say that, and I've worked with people say, well, I have to, all these things need to be on the agenda. Okay, but don't go default. Put the most important things right. first, and then you'll identify the stuff at the bottom is less important because it's not a discussion or a decision, and therefore it can get moved to pre-work or post-work yeah. or post-meeting follow-up. If it or doesn't require... Either. Or prioritizing who needs to make that decision. Oh, does everybody need to be in this meeting is a whole nother conversation. If I get down to three to five, then go back to the guest list. Like this is a negotiation, right? There's a back and forth between mm -hmm. what am I talking about? What's the most important thing? What's deciding what's decision discussion? What's context or follow-up? 
who needs to be here. And you might literally, once you start applying this, your meetings might really transform. You might divide a meeting into two meetings because this, you know, yeah, well, there's two people that have to be in both parts. Okay, yeah, but not everybody needs to be there, right? Right. Burn two people's time, yep. not everybody else's. So get it figured yep. out. Get the most important things at the top of the agenda. Make sure there's an agenda in advance. I know one organization that anybody in, invited to the meeting can cancel the meeting if there's not an agenda 24 hours out in advance. Anybody invited to the meeting is at liberty to cancel the entire meeting if there's no agenda 24 hours in advance. I love that idea. Yeah, and and I, I also think that it's okay if you're in that meeting and something clicks and you're like, wait, there's only two or three people and you've got eight people in the meeting, call it out. Hey, does like everybody need to be here? Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe that's... <laughs> next week we can Advanced. talk through how to navigate the meeting there's there's next week's thing so um, yeah we'll do so this this is the design and then yeah we'll we'll let's hold off for the 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 how to how to run it and and navigate it in the middle of it i like that idea that could, that's a great second yeah. part here um all right let's go back to setup then another thing i said shorter meetings simplest thing in the world google even lets you do it if you use google calendar my 30 minute meetings are automatically 25 my hour long meetings are automatically 50 why? Mm. Breathing room, um, bathroom break, mm. refill coffee. I mean, anything, buffer, right? It, it has done such a fantastic job. And I'm not great at ending on time in the first place. Let anybody who has ever met with me tell you. <laughs> so therefore, that 10 minute is more often than not a buffer for overrun. But at least I'm not, I'm not, not in my next meeting on time, which is right away a win right. from a service perspective and a respect perspective, right? Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and I also okay. think that when you're when you're looking at, at building these together, right? So let's go. Yes. We've got why are we having it? Yeah. What is the context? And then we've got figuring out and having that discussion slash decision, right? You get to that point. I am I am uh, I'm still a pen and paper person, right? Mm -hmm. Unlike a lot of people in this day and age. Um, the thing that I know we we even struggle with, right? If if you recall. In previous time periods, there used to be a secretary, right? If you're familiar with yep. Robert's rule. Um, that secretary was responsible for sending out meeting minutes or meeting notes. Since nobody takes notes anymore, I shouldn't say nobody. Since most people don't take notes anymore, um, the way I deal with the what's next is you actually have a living agenda that translates week to week. So... By doing that, if, you're, if you've got your list of five and you remove three and they have to be in the meeting, you drop them into the following weeks and you always have your activity points. It's just a living running document. And, and that way, those people who struggle to make, take notes or they're in a car or something along those lines, which I totally understand, it's there for somebody to do it. And whoever is leading the meeting is doing that and sharing that. The age yep. of, of the Google which will help everybody, I think. I, I love that you dropped Robert's Rules of Order in here um, because that's, <laughs> by the way, that's going way back. Uh, Nicole, you can Google this for us for in, in a moment. Robert's Rules of Order. We're talking like early, like we're going centuries back, literally. But it was the, it was the parliament, parliamentary, parliamentary no, procedure, right? I move yeah. that. It's Senate and Congress. Like big organizations operate on these. Why? Because you need rules to have order when you have a bunch of people trying to make decisions, have discussions to move points forward. Let's imagine congressional bodies were following all of the rules to their design for better outcomes. It'd be pretty awesome. 
But Robert's rules also yep. state that you need um, you need a lot of important roles in that meeting. You need a person in charge. You need a second in charge. You need somebody capturing what's going on. You also often need that sergeant in arms because we can't have any monkey business in these meetings. We need somebody who's going to be able to say, no, we're not on that point yet. That gets parked, right? Or the modern day would be the facilitator. Somebody whose job is not to be in the meeting, but to help yep. the meeting run well. Like the facilitator of the yep. meeting with no agenda of their own is there to accomplish the outcome. What, what's the goal of this meeting? And my job is to make sure that goal gets accomplished kind of no matter what. And therefore, I'm in the role of saying that gets parked. Let's bring this up. I think we've discussed we probably need to move this to a question and we need to move this to a vote. The role of the facilitator is so undervalued in a meeting and yep. appointing somebody to that role. I mean, there's all these roles that matter. Also, I'll drop in six thinking hats when you're really trying to get into a deep discussion and bring in different perspectives. Um, did Nicole get us an answer? Mm -hmm. Where are we? Robert's rules. It goes back. I just, I mean, I feel like 16th century, but I could be, I could be off. Anyway, there's a I mean, reason. It, start, it started with maritime law, right? I believe, I believe that's where it started. That sounds good. It was pre-maritime law. And so um, the reason it was created is because you had, there, there wasn't like a court, right? So this was post. That makes sense. Monarch, right? Like when monarchies began that's to not be the decision-making point and the courts and everything, they needed right. a subset of rules in order to be able to manage decision-making. And this was designed over time. So I'm not saying, but I think that's where the impetus started yeah. from because they pulled it from Greek and Roman times where there was a Republic and a democracy and all this stuff. There and they were go. trying to figure out how to boil this down in a small settings where you had to have a quorum and some other things. All, all of those details from a historical standpoint are how most of the world works no matter what Robert's rules was first published. Okay, so it was published in 1876. Okay, but it's, it definitely predates that. But it predates that because of yeah. it's he pulled together all of the pieces in order to make it work. Yeah. Um, sidebar fun fact, guess where I learned about Robert's Rules of Order? <laughs> like, like, like legit. It's 100% like a lesson that, that gets taught. Yeah. Because it's, I don't know that they still teach us Robert's Rules or Parliamentary Procedure, but the, it's still the, the main oh, core element is here's how to, because meetings have value. Let's Now, we didn't say no more meetings. We said no more bad meetings, right? Therefore, right. that should mean all all good or more good or more better. I'm mixing up my um, adjectives there. More better meetings, right, is really the goal yep. here. I'm, I'm going to give you a super simple little mini case study that just happened with an organization I'm involved in. They said, well, we really want to we really want to get people uh, a chance to talk about this topic, but we only have an hour. And I said, well, let's look at the agenda yep. that we that's typically run. And the first part of the agenda is the updates. And, and they said, well, everybody wants the updates. I said, I know everybody wants the updates. But the updates is one-way information. How could we, yep. how might we, and brainstorm, how might we get people the information in advance in an engaging way that they want to pick it up, but in advance so that we can use the time, more time for collaborative discussion? And it turned into a, the, a very raw and very effective um, self-recorded news story, right? Like it was, it was, they did a little mini mock news update. They even sent somebody out on location which I think was super fantastic, right? Because they have to be standing in front of the building for, for, this, for the reporting story to be real, right? So they literally like did a two-person news story with somebody standing out in the wind because of course the junior reporter has to be out in the wind. Like to, and I tell you, it was fantastic. It was super engaging and super clever. And I watched it till the end because they were having fun with it. And I'm, it took them maybe a half a day to do. I mean, I get that. But now like everybody's like, I can't wait to see the next video. Like when are you going to send out more updates, Right. The thing that yep. used to be this one-way push of information 
actually turn into engaging content, interestingly, unexpected outcome, because they preloaded it into a different format that was a better format for updates and saved in meeting time for synchronous discussion and collaboration. And they did it in an afternoon. And now people want to want more updates. So this is all to say you can do this. And if you're saying, well, my I don't know if I don't know. Um, we, we always have this meeting to so it's so-and-so's meeting, it's so-and-so's agenda. Go back to the oh, questions. Don't oh no, no, no. But, but I can't. No. But, it, but, but it's the Wednesday meeting, Brad. It's the Wednesday meeting, Brad. I can't. It's the oh. capital T, the Wednesday meeting. And then here's what I would say. If you're the little mouse with the idea, you go to the person in charge of the agenda and you say, is this meeting doing what you want it to be doing? Like, are you getting the results ah, from this meeting? Driving results. What is this meeting? Listen, I'm new. By the way, you can throw in your new guy hat or the, I just watched this really crazy podcast. When people come to coaching or training, I always say you can blame the <laughs> trainer or blame the coach. You can you can just say, hey, I just watched this this podcast, these two guys and whiteboards, but it gave me an idea. I th thought I would ask, right? Don't blame yourself, yeah. blame us. That's why right. we're here to take the flag. Yep. I thought yep. I would ask, I know we have this meeting and I guess I just never stopped to ask, what is the goal, not the purpose, what's the goal of the meeting? What's the outcome we're going for? Are we getting that done? And if they don't have an answer, the goal, the purpose is to have the Wednesday meeting, yeah. Mayday, yeah. Mayday. That's that's the twatty right. red flag all over the place. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, uh, I'm getting PTSD <laughs> by this. Uh, <laughs> uh, PTMD, post traumatic meeting disorder. Disorder. Yeah. 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 PTMS. Uh, yeah, that's that's that's. <laughs> I I don't even want to tally up the hours, right? Literally hours. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't because you'll be like, I could have I could have put that in a bank. I could have bought nice things with those hours. I could have I could have slept. I probably did sleep some of them. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I th I think we've made a case for no more bad meetings. All right, we've given yeah. a useful four point four question go into framework. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, how to how to run the how to either be a better leader or participant, because depending, you need to be both, right? In a meeting, whether it's a bad or right. a good meeting, I feel like let's set people up for success to either lead the meeting better and or participate better, because you play both roles. Yes, and I and I think so. Next week, let's go through the leadership part of it, and then tail into how to participate better. One, two, three. Um, because there are our. You're, you're totally right. There's there's an etiquette. I'll just say an etiquette. Etiquette's the only word that comes to mind. That's a great word for it. Um, and and as the leader or the person owning the meeting, quote unquote, setting it up, driving it, whatever you want to call it, how you set that meeting up for everybody who's a part of it will make all the difference in the world as to how effective it is at accomplishing the goals you're trying to get at and clarifying those expectations for people from the get-go when you start having those meetings. This will also help you set culture over time. Um, exactly. Where I, was, I was already seeing the exact same thing. And then as somebody who participates, you have to also give up body reference of how this is I used to do it. <laughs> right. And meetings should be engaging. So, so next week, 
let's go through the leadership stuff because I think doing these steps um, are really important. But then I also think then actively managing the meeting and setting the context from the beginning, especially if you're a new manager coming in, right? You always wonder. So this is why you should come back. You ever wonder why coaches or, or teams hire brand new head coaches? Because for some reason, the previous head coach wasn't getting the results. So therefore, you have to bring in a new messenger, probably saying the same things, just in a very different way, and really hinges on the first subset of time that they spend with those players. Uh, and realistically, yeah, that's I, I got a whole bunch of stuff for next week. My, All right, my and I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna add a value teaser. If you currently are a part of a hour-long stand-up weekly cadence update meeting, <laughs> raise your, raise both hands. Um, I will save you forty-five minutes on that on that hour-long meeting with a fifteen-minute meeting format that we have used super effectively with our clients. So if you currently, if you'd like to save forty-five minutes a week, multiply by everybody in that update meeting. You're welcome in advance. Come see us next week. We're going to help you with that. Boom! Wow! Boom! All right, you. Folks, you just learned all about how to make more successful meetings by design, minimize bad meetings, maximize better meetings. And next time we're going to talk about better meeting leadership and then eventually better meeting participant etiquette. So tune in next time and we'll talk all about that. In the meantime, continue to send us your buzzword bingo uh, words. If you know what Brad's word or my word was today, drop that in the comments. We'll take your guesses for this week and we'll take your suggestions for next week. We, we're getting into buzzword bingo. The score is still tied at blanks because we don't know yet um but we're gonna we're gonna recap with some post-meeting summary um right after this um in the meantime send us your oh, questions wow. your ideas your complaints your anecdotes your memes to info at sketchy ideas show.com and a member of our production staff will get back to you appropriately so come back next week when we send out memos about even more sketchy ideas live and remember just because it's a sketchy idea doesn't mean it's not worth exploring we'll meet with you next time